Five. All right, grab the rebound, put the ball on the floor. Time to go coast to coast and get psyched. That is the last time I'm using that intro because by the time the season starts on Tuesday, I will have some sort of new way to to uh, introduce the podcast then. But for now, still the offseason for just a couple more days. Today is the last day of preseason games. And today we're going to be, after uh, about a week and a half ago, doing the Eastern Conference preview now, getting into the Western Conference Facing it around our, uh, our our playoff predictions for as much as they mean, because who knows how much things can change until then. But just a way of structuring how we're going to dive into the team. So yeah, let's just get into it. We got Western Conference uh, definitely still more talented than the Eastern Conference, even though the East did improve a fairly significant amount. West is still king. There are still some uh, some good teams that are going to miss the playoffs, presumably. So. But until we get there, we can start, I guess, at the bottom like we did last week. Um, oh, and I have... Wait, starting with breaking news, the Knicks are waving forward Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Sorry, just uh, just had that, to put that in there. That, that easily could have waited until the until the end <laughs> after we finished going through all the teams. But sure, to to the family of Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, sorry for your loss for not having a... Didn't die. Well, sorry for your loss of, of a lot of money, probably, because now he's going to have to find a... Like, is anybody going to sign him? Like, like the Knicks just cut him. That's a fair point. Maybe right. the next team we say will get him. So, yeah, it's very fitting that the Knicks, the bottom of the Eastern Conference, gets some breaking news as soon as we start with the West. At the bottom, I think this is fairly clear. Probably the worst team in the league, even worse than the Knicks, actually, is the, uh, the OKC Thunder. Yeah, there's there's not much to debate there. They They have SGA who's great and who who could who probably has the strongest case for most improved player just because of how big of a role he has on this team. They have Lou Dort and that's about it. Al Horford. Al who Horford, is, I mean, yeah. Al, 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 Al Horford has no reason to not play, try to play well this year. Yeah, because he and, he and George Hill are probably just going to play well enough to get traded to a contender and then that's going to be it for them. Although Horford's already already paid for good. Like he's already locked up, so. Yeah, I also don't know how much I would trust Hortford to actually be a good player from here on out. He looked awful last year. Yeah, but I mean, I still think Horford, like Horford's going to, like, I don't know how many young players they actually have on the roster currently besides SGA, who they can actually develop, and especially, you know, big men on the roster that Horford could kind of mentor. But I still think he could be like a veteran. It's not like he's going to make an all-star team or anything, but I mean, just seeing him in Boston, I think he'd at least try. Like, th- there's absolutely no pressure on the Thunder at all to do anything. So why not try to give a couple pointers to the, to the young players? And 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 Hale, he'll definitely be a an aide to uh, whoever they hired as their coach. I can't remember who it was. Who was it? Yeah, if I was the Thunder, I would just play SGA and uh, Alexei Pokachevsky. I think his name was as much as possible and Washington? try and go for that uh, Cade Cunningham for this draft. Yeah, why not? Who's who's their coach? I, I'm blanking on who they hired. I, was, I, 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 I think they hired like like it's two weeks after. Mark Dignall. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like some like French something. 
I remember everybody had hired a coach and then they they hired like two weeks after everybody else that had gotten theirs in the offseason. But yeah, OKC Thunder, I think them and the Knicks will be battling all season long for the for the least relevant team in the league. Just like if, battling if they, for Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Pretty much, but whoever whoever comes up with like like the like the bleed for Embiid or like tank for whatever, like someone's got to think of one for Cade Cunningham soon. Can you guys think Fair of one in a, in a second? I don't know. Like fade uh, for Cade. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was just thinking not, not for that. Cade. For now, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go with that until maybe we, there's a better one out there. But yeah, so okay, see, well, whenever someone's playing them this season, whatever, just just skip that one. Yeah. All right. I think um, kind of like the East, I don't, I think any other team theoretically could have a case for making the playoffs, but I, I, I still yeah. think Sacramento, who I have at 14th, would, would be a pretty far cry from, from making it. Yeah, I've got them there too. I mean, I don't really think they have much more top end talent than the Thunder. Um, they're a horrible French franchise with a horrible front office and a horrible coach. So that's not really a recipe for success in the Western Conference, especially. Also, yeah, when your second best player doesn't want to be there. So. Yeah, I was about to say, Buddy Heald is not going to be there by the end of the season. Their marquee addition was Hassan Whiteside. Oh. The, uh, the only positive thing, like Darren Fox is one of my favorite point guards in the league. Tyrese Halliburton was a really good pick for them, and I think he could be really good. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, it maybe Marvin Bagley Jr. emerges just because he's been injured so long and he's been really good when he plays. They have they have some young pieces that could theoretically be something, but they're probably not going to win that many games. Yeah, so I think the Kings did just uh, hire a new GM, so I guess give him some time to rework the roster, but it's not going to be this year. That, that they really do anything. Because, like, signing Hassan Whiteside, I don't care if you're a contender. I don't care if you're trying to rebuild. Just no, in no way, shape, or form does that make sense for anybody's roster. And now they're stuck with him. So, yeah, Sacramento. Looks, having Whiteside alone, I kind of want to put him at 15 now. But we, we can we can move forward because I don't think there's much more to say about Sacramento. Yeah, Darren Fox is good, and maybe he'll keep improving, but he can't do it by himself. That's very true. All right, 13th. I kind of have no idea where to put this team, but I know it's going to be out of the playoffs. I put the Rockets there because I, I think at this point, Harden, really? I, think really Harden's, I think Harden's going to be gone. And then, I mean, it, it does depend on who they get for him. If, like, if they got a Ben Simmons, then, then things could That's change. So but I, I think 13 could be low, but I mean, I think, it's pretty, so low. I think it's pretty fair to say that Houston's going to be out of the playoffs this year, though. Oh, I think they're going to be out I, of the I playoffs, my... but I don't think they're going to be at 13. <laughs> Yeah, I thought my placement was going to be a hot take, but no, that's a 13. That's well, I, I'm thinking, like, like everything that I've seen from Steven Silas so far just, just makes me believe he's, like, one of the, one of the more, more incompetent coaches in the league. Like, I know it's his first year, but, like, the way he's handled the situation has been, has been a, a wait, disaster. Wait, wait. Time out, time out. He hasn't coached an NBA game yet. What was he supposed to do in this situation? Tabo talk to James Harden about the trade instead of just ignoring it when he, when he gets there. But what is he supposed was to like, do? It's I don't James think Harden. That was a problem on his end. Yeah, I mean, no, kind of hard, hard to call up James Harden when he's partying Harden. with a little baby in Atlanta. It's it's Harden's fault more, but Silas didn't help matters by just went, like just just like being scared of him when when he got there to like to, to talk about the trade. I don't. I don't. I that wasn't the impression I got. Disagree. No. Yeah. No, not at all. I I did not have the rocket this spot. Um, 
Um, you guys just because have? I think they have too many solid pieces outside of Harden, but I I had the Spurs at thirteen. Wait, go, wait, 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 wait a second. Who, who do you who do you think the Rockets have as solid pieces outside of Harden? Christian John Wood, Wall. John Wall, just several of the wings that they have, and Christian, they're trading PJ Tucker. They'll get value from that. I don't know where all this Christian Wood hype came from. I, you guys see that Rockets announcer say like, "Who needs James Harden after Christian Wood made a simple layup in the preseason?" Well, I think that I think it was a joke, Dylan. <laughs> Wood is actually like a really good. No, yeah, he it was, was a serious. Joke. John Wall is. You guys trust John Wall to come back and be fine? No. And then like, who else? PJ Tucker is gonna all of a sudden be the best player on the you team. You really think that team's gonna be worse than the Spurs? I have San Antonio next up. I like I love the Marjorie and what can I say? I have to put okay, him twelfth so at worst. I have I have Spurs at thirteen. Have, Who do you have at thirteen, Hannah? Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. I they they have a lot of good players, but this is the West, so every other team ahead of them is better. I definitely don't think that they are better than the Rockets. I mean, well, I mean, I only have them one spot up, so it's not like it's crazy. I know, but. The fact that you have the Rockets, the Rockets. I mean, I'm not going to put Steven Silas ahead of Greg Popovich. Oh, okay. Well, we're moving on. That's well, the, I mean, that, that's the not Mar- the point. The, but, Mar- but you, Mar- you, have, in, you have, like, Ryan Saunders in front of Greg Popovich, and that's fine? Well, Carl Anthony Towns and Russell and Anthony Edwards, they're a lot uh, better. No, 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 no. <laughs> You got you. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, you, you, got, you, you guys also have Ryan Saunders over Greg Popovich. Well, because we're, we're, we're ranking teams, not coaches. Yeah, we're yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really don't think we should be having this much of a debate over the 12th versus the 13th. I know. That's why I keep Saunders. trying to move on. <laughs> okay. As usual for the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan will carry the team, but he won't get enough help. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So who do you guys have at right. 12th? I had the Spurs. I had the Grizzlies at 12. I wish they could be a bit higher, but I think they're going to do the same thing that the Kings did this past year where they sort of uh, have a bit of a regression from a really good uh, coming out season. And with Jaron Jackson out, they really have to rely on uh, Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, and Justice Winslow, who's out too. So it's going to be a lot tougher for them. Yeah, I had the Timberwolves in that spot because I think they're going to be, they're kind of in no man's land, similar to a couple other teams in the West where like, this is probably the closest they've been to contending, at least since they had Jimmy Butler. And even then, like, I don't think they're actually going to contend for anything or make the playoffs because they just don't have enough on defense, I don't think. Like, if you just watch a game and watch Carl Anthony Towns, like, play defense, you know, in air quotes, he, he really doesn't. They have a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. They tried to surround him with experienced assistants last year, and that literally did nothing. Um, we don't. We even have a lot of question marks about Anthony Edwards, who's supposed to be theoretically like a bigger addition to this team. So yeah, that, that's just too many question marks for me, and too many players who aren't really proven defenders for me to want to put them any higher. But I, I think I think a lot of us are going to have the teams. The teams that I have above the Timberwolves, I think, are kind of the, the same. I think you guys are going to have around that area. Yeah, I think now we're getting to the point where, where we're going to have a similar team. It's maybe just different orders because mm-hmm. I, I also have Memphis and Minnesota is 11 and Memphis is 10 for me. So I just think just just building off what you guys said with Memphis, I do agree that, that Memphis, just because of the West and how, how loaded it is, just they basically changed nothing about their roster except for John Morant getting a year older, so he'll be better. But yeah, Jackson Jr. is going to be out to start the season. And it'll, that'll probably be too big of a hole to climb out of, even only if it's only a month, just because of how stacked it is. Like I think, I think John Morant could be one of those guys where 
he was really good coming out of college, but how much better can he actually get from the rookie year? Like, like sophomore slump is a thing for that reason. Like he, like he, he was pre was pretty, pretty uh, like perfect for like he, he pretty much like he couldn't have been any better last year given this given the circumstances. He did have a lot of turnovers, which was just the one thing on him. But like, I think to expect him to take some giant leap from like already exceeding expectations last year would be a would be too much to ask. So yeah, I think I agree on Memphis and Minnesota. Is is kind of like I think outside of Houston, they're kind of the toughest team to spot. It's not it's not like they could go anywhere from like four to fourteen. Like they're probably going to be a non-playoff team. But like see, seeing how Townsend Russell will work, they only got they didn't really get that many games to play with each other last year. And then yeah, Anthony Edwards, another question mark. But yeah, I, I do both have both those teams out of the playoffs. So uh, I, uh, I just want to touch on the John Morant point quickly. I think that's a really a uh, really good point in that there aren't many areas where you can actually really improve going from here on out. The shooting is definitely one of them. I think maybe the handle, but yeah, he really has, it's a similar thing to Luca where we're not sure how much more he can actually improve because they're already so developed coming in. So it'll be interesting to see how, if he actually gets better, it starts to become like maybe a top five point guard this year. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I think like Malcolm Brogdon, the guy like who spent four years in college, he came in so polished, like how much more can like, yeah, he came in and he was awesome, but there's not a lot of like, like the areas that he has to fine tune are so narrow that like, we don't, we don't really notice them taking a big leap because of how developed there you were. Yeah. I was going to say, I also question how committed the Grizzlies front office is to surrounding job with like players that can help you contend. Cause like last season they were actually doing pretty well and trending towards having that eight seed pretty cleanly. And then they just like kind of, they, they kind of included Jay Crowder in that Andre Iguodala trade, really not because they absolutely needed to. It was just, it's just weird moves like that. But I don't, I don't know if that's really like the most promising sign for him. Yeah. And I think I remember they had cap space, but they just didn't really use it at all. Cause I don't yeah. remember them signing anybody this off season, really like, like zero people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also, um, I think the Timberwolves are going to be extremely limited by their defense. Cat uh, is definitely a major negative, as you said, Hannah. And I, to actually balance out, um, there are three big players that they need to play are Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and Carl Anthony Jones. And to balance out how bad that defense is, you have to play like Josh Okoge or um, Juan Hernan Gomez. But that just totally takes away from your offense as well because there's zeros on the offensive side. So it's going to be a really weird balance to try and see how they actually figure that out. And also, I know it's just preseason, but my um, my lack of enthusiasm for Anthony Edwards is being slowly proven right over time. Okay. Well, I haven't seen him play yet because I, I, I made a vow to myself that I'm only going to watch Celtics preseason games. And then after they got crushed yesterday, I think I should have just done none at all. But, yeah, I will, we'll see. Well, yeah, because Minnesota, like – it's weird because they have Rubio now still on the roster. They have um, who else was I thinking of for a second? Jared Culver. He's kind of in that group too. Yeah, Jared, like, Jared Culver, Malik who Beasley they, too. Yeah, yeah. Culver they drafted like seventh overall and now has no no role in the team anymore. It's just it's just a weird roster right now. And and part yeah. of it's like the, like there's okay like like a Kogi's the only guy you can say that that that's better on defense than offense. It's weird. Yeah, it'll be an interesting team. Um, right. So we're moving on to ten. So you guys we, have a so, ten. But so we all had, we all had Memphis, Minnesota, San Antonio, Houston, Sacramento, and OKC out of the playoffs. We 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 and Sam haven't gone to Houston yet. I don't think. I wait, in our list. But do you guys have Houston out? 
I have I Houston have is out. not in the playoffs for me. You've but been... we have not gotten to them yet. Yeah. Well, we kind of did, but I just want I because I want to see right now we right now we have six out of the seven non-playoff teams alike. So we we could have the same seven depending on who you guys have at nine or ten. I'm I'm gonna guess and say we probably do have the same seven. But we'll we'll, 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 we'll get there. I, 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 the other team I have is the Pelicans out. Yeah, I have the Pelicans out. Same. All right, Pelicans. So we, I have, we have number we, ten. We we Me have too. the same playoffs. <laughs> so you guys have Houston right out of the playoffs at nine. Yeah. Hannah really just copy and pasted my All list. Right. So wow. I swear I didn't open it after last time. I actually prepared my own list and did my own research this time for like the first time ever. I'm, no, I'm we're actually, just both very smart people. It makes sense. I'm pretty surprised that we all have the same playoff teams in the West, considering I think like at least ten of these teams have a have a have a um. Yeah, I was a, about a, to a say argument to make it. So we all have the same eight teams that we think are going to be in the playoffs. But yeah. out of the ones that we've already said we don't think are going to be in there, who do you think has the best chance of making it? Like, if Pelicans, you could pick probably. two to make New it. New Orleans. I think New yeah, Orleans is, pretty, is, this is a pretty obvious choice out of the seven non-teams. Yeah, that's fair. I, I still maybe say Rockets, but Pelicans probably have a really good chance, I mean, too. yeah. It, it depends Rockets, on how much if Zion if stays healthy. Yeah, if, they're, if the Rockets have Ben Simmons and uh, – I, I, no, I still think, like – I still think Simmons going to a new team and like who else do they have there? Like like they lost Covington, they lost Rivers. I don't I don't think so. But I mean, Eric Gordon's not exactly like yeah. a big loser either. Yeah, I kind of I kind of forgot about him because like he's Eric just kind Gordon, of in the back. Macklemore, Daniel House, Christian Wood, PJ Tucker. But then new new coach, new GM, the whole disaster. It just it doesn't feel like they're gonna they're gonna do anything. No, I'm just saying like, but like of the teams that are like out, we have out right now. Like, who has the best chance? Yeah. Like, I would give them a better chance than like the Spurs or whatever. Especially so, the head start that Harden may give them, depending on how yeah. long they're on the team. Yeah, just just rethinking my rankings. I think I definitely put New Orleans. I'd probably put Memphis, but then it's probably like them, Minnesota, and San Antonio all close together with with Houston in that in that second group of of teams. So I think thirteenth was too low, but I wouldn't put them above eleven. Fair enough. Yeah, New right, Orleans. So... New Orleans. Zion is like I think New Orleans is gonna just just like last year. Well, hope like I think this is like this is like. We all wanted to see Zion last year. I think maybe we'll finally get to see it starting. Yeah, this Zion's season. looked really good, and hopefully he stays healthy. That's yeah. what we're hoping. And Brandon Ingram stays on the same trajectory. Lonzo Balls looked a lot better with the shot, and uh, okay, hopefully he doesn't go back to his bubble form. Actually, I had, I had a, like a small like subplot with Lonzo Ball. I kind of wonder what his like role on this team is going to be because you think they have like they have Bledsoe. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Ingram. Then they drafted Kyra Lewis Jr. And then there's the biggest problem, which is that Lonzo Ball sucks, and he's going to want to get paid, which seems like it's not someone you really want to pay. You know how many other people they're going to have to pay? They're going to have to pay Zion. They're paying Ingram. They're paying Steven Adams. I don't think Bledsoe's got, like, a tiny contract either. So, anyway, that might be something to watch over the season if he doesn't, like, consistently get better at shooting. I definitely agree. I think they – unless they really have to pay Lonzo like a full max deal, I think they would be fools to let him go because I think he could potentially be a really valuable player for them, especially with how, um, how good his shooting's been progressing. But his defense is elite, his playmaking is elite, his rebounding is elite. And I think Eric Bledsoe is sort of just insurance, but I think he'll probably be traded fairly quickly. And yeah, Kira Lewis Jr., again, a development piece. Yeah. Well, it looks like we lost Dylan temporarily, so... 
Um, I guess we could just keep talking about the non-playoff teams and then get into the playoff teams when he gets back. But Yeah, or, or we could talk about our eight seeds and then uh, see which one he, his is once oh. he gets back. Yeah. I mean, Who I do you have jazz. in your eight seed? I think I had the I jazz. I also had the jazz. Bro, come on now. I swear I didn't copy <laughs> I just think it's like I, – I just – I don't think it's like I think most people would probably have that that order if you were to ask someone or someone somewhat similar to what we have because I don't I think like I don't know I don't really think it I think it's competitive when you look at it from a distance but when you actually look at who's on the teams like it seems like it's not too difficult to predict like generally where each team will be well I mean the Jazz almost beat the uh, we're, we're talking about our eight seed picks now Dylan uh we I both have, have yeah. the Jazz I do, I do um, too I have the Jazz there. yeah I think the Jazz could uh, sneakily be one of the teams that could potentially get into the top four just because they, uh, last year, they honestly had a really good team. Their issue in the playoffs was that they didn't get Bojan back. And uh, Bojan was actually uh, really valuable for them, and they almost beat the team that went to the Western Conference Finals. And Mike Conley came in halfway through the series. Like, if they had their full healthy team, they could have realistically beaten the the Nuggets in, like, five, six games. I think – I think that's all that that's all good points points with Utah. I don't know if you touched on this yet, but I'm I am betting all like half my money on the Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell partnership falling apart this season. I think that that definitely could have been a spot where Utah could have could have made a, a pretty big move by getting Gobert out of there. And I think I think the virus thing didn't help. There was that big story about how Gobert wants the ball like every time down the floor, which is which is stupid to ask for. So I, I'm I'm gonna bet on Gobert just tanking that team and. And in a loaded West, sinking them down a little bit. But yeah, like I, I do see a scenario where where it could go the other way, and they could, they could, they could vault up. Okay, I have two things here. One, I think the Jazz are just in this really weird spot where I don't think they can actually contend for anything. But this is like their version of contention because like they're probably going to be a playoff team. So I think that might be interesting to watch down the stretch because they're kind of they're kind of like they can't really. I don't think they're gonna move much. Like the needle's pretty stuck in one spot for them. And the second thing, I actually was thinking about this last night. So if let's just say that the ownership in Gobert can't come to an agreement, because we know right now they're not in agreement on an extension for him, because he wants more money than they, they're willing to give him. He wants. And I was thinking, like, who, what team? Max. What teams need a center? The Celtics. How? how just, what's your reaction? No, not me. Or <laughs> Trist, Trist, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson would good. Sorry, I just really wanted to. I just knew you guys were gonna have a reaction that I wanted to see. No. Tristan Thompson's got us all set at center now. And Robert yeah, Williams good. is growing. Yeah, no. I don't want him on the Celtics. That's <laughs> way too much money for a center like that. If He's Rudy Gobert got traded to the Celtics, then I would move to France. <laughs> but yeah. Utah, oh, but I will say about Utah, that, that new owner they got sounds, sounds like he's going to do some good things, but but what, what do you what what you were saying before with like the Jazz being stuck and like this is this is that like I think I think that is growing out of they've reached their peak with Mitchell and Gobert like they've already gotten as far as they can with that and it's not going to get any better so just it's time to time to split up. Yeah, they've kind of hit a wall and they really need to pick one lane and go with it because I don't see Gobert really expanding his game that much, but I think Donovan Mitchell can continue to improve, and I think they need to go with him and try and build out a better roster. How much do you think he's really going to improve, though? Well, he, I mean, you guys know I'm fully on the Donovan Mitchell train. So I I, I, I'm, on, I'm on it with you now. In, in the, the, 
We definitely argued about really, this. Right before the playoffs, really we had a massive argument, and I stood by him, and then he scored like 50 points no. three times in a series. I know. And and I'm not convinced that he's going to be better than a lot better than I thought he would be. But One of the rightest I've ever on, been. What he needs to work on is 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 passing and getting getting the rest of the team more involved. The problem with that though is that well, one, he was given such a big role so early on where he never even had to de- mm-hmm. develop that. But also, like you having this French guy saying like "we oui, we oui, I want the ball," being so annoying about it, he's not gonna want he's not gonna want to pass to a guy like that. So so they they need to get a better kind of pass to. Is my point. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing right there is that there are two areas of improvement that are very clear that he can work on. And I think that's what's important. And he's, and I've seen his passing improve over time. So I, I think that, I think he definitely has an area to improve. I, th- I think and I broke Anna. You, you did, you did break a, you did break <laughs> All right. that we comment really killed her. <laughs> Moving on to the seven <laughs> spot. I have the Suns at seven. <laughs> So do I. This is how are we in consensus I'm, I'm, for like this whole I'm, thing? I'm surprised that we have these because the West is hard to figure out. At least I thought, but I guess the East was harder because now we all all the same teams together. Wait, I was busy laughing. We both have the Suns at the seventh. Seat. Oh, okay. I had the Warriors at seven, but we could talk about the Suns first. Ah, so she didn't copy and paste my. Yeah, because you could. Then you guys have the exact same seating up until exact then? same up till now. Oh, it's really? kind of like me and you, uh, top top ten though, list. Though I will, I will say this: I had the Warriors at seven last week when we recorded with the Eastern Conference oh, thing, but tricky. I changed it around. Tricky. So I'm still, I'm still not convinced that she didn't copy and paste my original list. Okay, well we'll see as we move on. But yeah, Phoenix, obviously the Chris Paul move was a big one. Devin Booker is getting. I think this is Devin Booker's. Like I think this is Devin Booker's Luca. Like like the Mavericks were the seventh seed last year, and Luca had. I mean, Luca was already good in his first two years anyway, but, and Devin Booker has been in the league longer than him. I just, I think this is Phoenix's first year to like put themselves on the map and then we'll see how far they go. We'll see how much better Aiden gets. But I think Phoenix right now has got to be a playoff team. I think this whole team really hinges on DeAndre Ayton. I think we all know that Devin Booker is one of the most complete offensive players in the game right now. And we know what Chris Paul will bring. He'll bring experience. He'll teach the young players and he'll bring a really good, passing and scoring ability I think he'll start to slow down this year but I think he'll still be a very valuable player if not all-star level but DeAndre Ayton is the real big real big point if his defense continues to improve and his overall offensive game continues to improve as it was then they'll definitely be a playoff team and maybe a top four but we just don't know how much better he is and how much better he can be yeah I mean I don't really have anything to add to that I agree with everything you guys said except that I had them at six I will say I'm not absolutely – I would not be absolutely surprised if they missed the playoffs just because they – adding to Paul, Booker, and Nathan, they still have Bridges, which is good, and Sarich too. But they signed like just like – their entire bench basically is just like new guys they signed on one-year deals. So they still have to figure that out. But I would still bet on like – like that starting lineup is is rock solid. Well, I mean, no, they have Jake Crowder. They have Cameron Johnson, Jalen Smith, Javon Carter, Cameron Payne, who are all – players that either contributed last year for them or who were very positive players last year. And Jalen Smith, I think, really knows his role. So it, it's not a great yeah. bench unit, but I think yeah. it's still fairly solid. Like, they got Crowder. They got Langston Galloway. I think they were one or two other guys that they signed to try to fill out their bench. So, But I, but I still think, like, you'd rather have a starting lineup and try to figure out your bench than, than, the, other, than the other way around. So, yeah, I, th- I think 100%. Phoenix, barring some, like, f- fluke injury, which, is, which should be true for any of these teams, 
is going to is going to be a playoff team. But I, I also wouldn't be surprised if they got off to a slow start and then hit them hit hit their stride like middle of the season range. But no matter how you slice it, they'll they'll be somewhere in that like six to eight range at the end of the year. All right, six. I have Golden State. I have the Trailblazers at six. The Trailblazers. Uh, actually, we can talk about the Trailblazers when we get to where they are at your guys's. But you guys both have the Golden State at six. No, well, I have Hannah, Golden. I have Golden yeah, State at seven, it. and then Suns at yes, six. And then, yeah, so me and me and Hannah swapped Warriors and Phoenix. But yeah, Warriors. I was watching some Steph Curry highlights. He looks he looks really good. Uh, unfortunately, like it's just a bummer. He's pretty good at basketball. I know everybody is like will have the same comment that it's just a bummer that Clay is going to be out, but it just stinks because if he could have been on the court full strength, then this would have been an even more stacked top of the West with the Warriors right back in things. But yeah, I mean, I just don't know how far they can go. Like, yeah, is going to be great. We'll see with Draymond. We'll see how they fit in, fit in uh, Wiseman, but uh, it'll be a fun season, but it's just, it's not going to be a title contending season for the Warriors. Yeah, I had the Warriors at the next spot. I mean, I think Curry is obviously going to be one of the most impactful offensive players in the game, as he is one of the most impactful offensive players of all time. But I think they really low-key surrounded him with four really solid defensive wings or defensive players who can pass the ball and who aren't really limited on offense. So I think it could be a really strong starting lineup, and they have some solid bench pieces. I mean, as much as I... I'm scarred by watching Brad Wanamaker for several playoff se- uh, playoff runs. He isn't a massive negative. He isn't really a negative. He's just like a weird positive kind of, or a weird yeah, neutral. He, I, I would say occasional positive, mostly exactly. neutral. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good thing to have on the bench. Kent Bazemore, Eric Pascal, they're all pretty good players. Kevon Looney, he's pretty good. I just think that people have sort of forgotten how good Curry is. And I think if you put some really solid pieces around him, I think he could really skyrocket a team all right so poor because i have portland next we can we can shift to them um i think i think i i think uh the west has i would say a five team top like a kind of like a soft cap i think i think now is like these teams are probably like the best even though they're they they aren't all on their own tier but this is kind of like like these teams. I think all have like if you're going to split up the pie for who's going to make the finals out of the West, all five of these teams will get some will get some percentage points. And I guess maybe the Warriors could be in that group too. But I don't know. Anyway, for for, for the Blazers, I love the Covington trade. Uh, I think that like they've been looking for a third guy for forever now, and I think he's the best one they've had next to Lillard and McCollum. Getting Whiteside out of there, Hazonia's gone too. Uh, Mello's still there for some reason. I don't know why they would want to re-sign him, but I guess they had. There's no other better option. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Nurkic, Collins, like the starting lineup of Lillard, McCollum, Covington, Collins, Nurkic is like there aren't many like this like the average of all five of their starting lineup players in the league better than Portland's. Well, Collins is injured for I think a month, but that I mean. Yeah, it really does, because he was injured most of last year. But the, the Blazers have been the one that I've gone up and down on the most. I They really did surround their uh, backcourt with a lot of really good wings who play defense outside of Melo. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is getting better. Uh, yeah. Harry Giles, I've been a really big fan of, and hopefully he has a real chance. I just – I don't know. There, there's something about me I'm not completely sold about them on a team ahead of any of the other five teams I have. 
I just think Steph is more impactful than Dame, and I would trust him to carry his team to a higher seed. And I think the other four teams just are also built to win more games. But I think the Blazers can really do some damage in the playoffs. To me, there are four teams in the West that I think are like the top echelon, and I, I don't include the Blazers in that. Similar to like what Sam made about just not being totally sure about some of these players and being kind of, like they, they, I think their ceiling is high, but their floor is also relatively low compared to some of these other top teams. Um, and then my, my thing with their defense is that I know I've mentioned this before, but if we assume that Dame and CJ are going to be in most of their lineups, that's like building into average at best tiny defenders into your lineup. And, when, and like if they're going to be your backcourt, like think about how many talented guards they could potentially be facing like facing off with that in the west especially like that that's kind of an issue for me well Damon and cj have been together and like they are used to going up against the, the, like these same teams in the west so I, I wouldn't i mean yeah like it's an issue because neither of them are particularly strong defenders but it isn't like it isn't like either of them came over this season so at least they have that in their back pocket but um, yeah, I, well, I, I agree. I would also be worried about, like, how long is Damian Lillard going to keep being able to hit these crazy 40-footers from three? I don't know. Like, could, the, could that magic just run out all of a sudden? It's possible, though I don't think that will be this season. I think Hannah raises a really good point. Uh, their defensive limitations, especially this year, when every team we have in the playoffs has at least one really elite guard. And you can only throw – you can only have your wings guard so many guards before – your guards have to guard wings, and if your two guards are both very small, then that's going to be a very big problem too. So I think their defensive limitations, as much as they're trying to address that with all the wings that they've added, are still going to be a big problem. And I do think that Portland, if if Lillard and CJ, like if they don't do something crazy this season, like how many times are you going to keep going into the playoffs with these two guys as your best players? And like one of them, one or both of them are usually hurt by the end of the year just because like having your offense be built around your two guards, like there's only so much that can take you. And I think they've seen that over and over again. They had their Western Conference Finals run. And uh, like, I don't know how many more years are you going to keep doing this? It's kind of like, it isn't the same thing as, well, it's pretty similar to Gobert and Mitchell, like, but just like at some point you have to figure out if these are going to be my two best players and they've had a ton of cracks at the at the playoffs and they still keep coming up short, but you got to make some move eventually. Yeah, that's my yeah, thing. Very true. Franchise I... in... Oh, sorry, Sam. No, go. I was going to say, I think this franchise in general, they just don't seem to show a willingness to change anything. Like they've had Terry Stotts for how many years? Their two best players have been the same players for how many years? Like even these role players they've had, they've been around for a couple of years now, even though they've been relatively stagnant when it comes to like trying to get better in the Western Conference. They just don't seem to be willing to like make like pull a plug and make a big move. So I don't know how much that's going to change this season. Like why would if it's going to change? Why would it change this season when last season like they didn't? It was like whatever. And the season before it was like whatever. Yeah, I think Covington could help. It's not like Covington is like Paul George or anything, but I think he. I think like Covington's the best third guy you've had, or like the best small forward you've had in that role. Like like getting him tells Zillard and CJ like, all right, this is like this is the best we're going to do. This is the best we have. And if you, if like, if you, I mean, it's, it's not like you can expect them to make the finals or anything, but it's kind of like buying a, buying them another year together to, to be really good and see, and see what happens. Maybe, maybe they can look into like, maybe like a team gets injured in the playoffs and they end up with an easy path. Who knows? It's just kind of like their, their way of uh, like, like just giving, 
Dame and CJ the best possible chance in the playoffs, even though it isn't like they're going to be at the top of the West. Yes, it's just these kinds of concerns that make me hesitant to call them, to like put them in that upper echelon of Western yeah. teams, because I don't have any of these same concerns with like the other four teams, because I assume our top four teams are probably going to be the same. Yeah, I, I think we already we already figured out that that is going to be. We have, we have the same top four. Yeah. Because I have Portland at five, and you have who? You have Portland. Wait, you have Portland there too, right? Yeah. And then Sam, you have who at five? I have I have the Warriors at five. So okay, we, we so all yeah. have the same top four teams. Yeah. All right. So now we can go to four, which I have Denver. I have Denver. There. I also have Denver. Okay. So that makes sense. I think Denver. Denver will get a little bit better because Jokic and Murray are get, or would presumably either stay the same or get a little bit better. But now they have to rely on Porter a lot more. Millsap is still there, but he is like who knows how many minutes he has left in his old bones. And they lost uh, Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee. So re- reworking their role players, they're still going to be good. They're still going to be a fun team. But uh, a lot of it, like, I think I think five is probably their basement. And then maybe if Murray turns into, like, some Steph Curry, Devin Booker hybrid or on his way there, then they can be, like, the second, the two seed again. Or I think, they, what, they were three last year. So, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Den- Denver's still going to be good. I don't. I don't know how much work. If, I don't think Jamal Murray is is gonna hit his bubble level of production for the regular season. Like I think we've seen the best he's gonna play. So that, that's just like one small little note I would add to what you already said. But I agree that I think their basement is five. It, it's really hard to see them doing any worse than that. They just they just got enough talent on this team. It, it's really hard to see them slipping down unless there's some freak injury. But like as you said, that could be true of any team in this conference. Yeah, I but, uh, would. Uh... I would disagree. I think Jamal Murray right now might be my pick for a uh, most improved player for this year. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, he's already shown us that he can really improve on the off. Uh, he can really be very valuable in the offensive end. And, and Twitter. And he has the, uh, yeah, well, and he has the body and speed to actually be really good on the defensive end. Bull Bull is another player who, yeah, he's not really serious for this year, but he can, he's constantly improving. And I think he looks better. I don't, they, I, think they're probably the weakest out of all these contender teams that we have but they if Jamal Murray picks up if Nikola Jokic keeps being as good as he is or even a little bit better and Michael Porter Jr. who's really going to be a rookie now uh, improves as much as we think he will then I they could be a second seed or even the one seed not saying they're the best or the second best team they will be in the west but standings wise they could get there yeah but then in the playoffs they'd obviously not have the advantage against the Clippers or Lakers but yeah I I will say they did beat the Clippers yeah, that's true. So. That's true. I will say I'm close to the Hannah's opinion on Jamal Murray just because it's just like when I like when you see him play and he looks pretty good, but then just like listening to him in the post game interviews, like he, he doesn't seem to have a lot of uh, like patience. Like he talks so fast, and also he's from Canada, which is not a not a positive. So I just I wouldn't bet on him to do do too much more. Well, I'm planting my flag right now. I'm hopping on the Jamal Murray bandwagon, and I think it'll right. be really good, maybe when most improved this year. So, I mean, uh, you did convince me with Mitchell, so we'll see if you can do the same with Murray, but I, th- I think you're going to be end up being wrong about that. I don't know. I seem to have a pretty good radar for uh, high-scoring guards and how good they'll be, so we'll see. Well, I think you also put Sean Morant like 12th in the league on that list. No, I didn't. Something like that. It was like 15th or whatever. It was way too high. No, anyway. he was not. He was in like the 30s. <laughs> No way. I, I remember it was, was way too high. All right. All right. Third, third Dallas. I have Dallas. 
I have the Clippers. All right. So um, I guess best we we got two we got two Dallas. So yeah, I, th- I think this one's pretty clear though. Like Luca's gonna keep getting better. He's gonna be an MVP candidate this year. I think I think it just makes too much sense for him. Like I think he's it's pretty obvious he's proved that he's gonna be one of the be- league's best players for a long time now. And then. Uh, yeah, like Porzingis is hurt. So, and well, if he's not now, he will be soon. So we might as well just keep saying it over and over again. He is hurt. Yeah, and then um, I don't know. Like it's not like they did too much. Well, they got Josh Richardson, which which was good. Well, they drafted. Uh, they got Tyrell Josh Richardson. Terry. Yeah, and Josh Green. Yeah. Who are both going to be pretty good? Dwight Powell is back. Who was really good last year for yeah, them. You love him for some reason. I love Dwight Powell. I think they just have a lot of really good pieces around Luka, and I think they're set up to win a lot of games. And I think when Kristaps comes back, if he stays healthy, they could really fight to get to the Western Conference Finals. And Luka, Luka played really well against the Clippers last year, and I'm not very positive on the Clippers for this year. So I think he could definitely beat them. Okay, my, my thing with the Mavericks and the Clippers is I think in a playoff series, I think the Mavericks might have the edge there. But I think in the regular season, just with the KP injury and with them being a younger team, then I, th- I think that will like bring them back to the three seed. But I don't think it's going to matter in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. It, the, the regular season will be a weird one. But I think once it gets down to it, the Mavericks could be uh, a team that comes out on top against the Clippers, who I yeah. think we can move on to the Clippers now. We... Uh, I personally don't think that they got that much better this this year. I think Serge Ibaka is a really positive piece, but he's getting older. And the they haven't addressed their biggest weakness, which is playmaking. Luke Kennard is not going to solve their playmaking issues, and they didn't add anyone to really do that. And that is just – I really doubt that Paul George will get back to his MVP level like he said he was, was and the locker room issues seem to not be resolving themselves. I don't think Paul George is going to get back to being an MVP level, but I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last season. Like he was terrible last season and he knows it. He's been getting, he's been getting bashed for that all off season. Like I think to a certain extent that put that puts a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, but I mean, I yeah, do agree I that they, they goofed by not signing Rondo or someone like that. Kawhi too. Like, do you think Kawhi was satisfied with like going down three, one to Denver and like, he won a title with Toronto, then came to the Clippers. There was all that hype. He he didn't come through. There was that whole weird story with him, uh, like the whole Jerry West and that guy, uh, Johnny Wilkes, who apparently helped Kawhi get there, whatever. I, I think that was that was made up. So we uh, it, it, could be, it could be developing later on. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw that or not or read what happened. But I just yeah. think Kawhi, like Kawhi is not, you guys think Kawhi is going to, the Clippers are not going to get any worse because, because Kawhi, I just think Kawhi is going to, I have the Clippers at one just because I, I didn't want to pick the Lakers. So I, I put them there. But uh, I just think, I think this is, this is a Kawhi bounce back season, even though he didn't have that bad of a year last year. He just, and I'm not going to, I can't I play back to backs. And with the shortened of the season, you really think he's going to play that much on the regular well, season? Have, really have he's going to play him to the one now. seed? Yeah, well, I wasn't going to put the Lakers. Uh, I thought about Dallas, but uh, I picked, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I disagree. The, uh, the Clippers The Clippers are like, everybody's ha- everybody is not believing in them right now because of the whole off-season drama and the, like they, they disappointed last year. But they still got Kawhi and Paul George and Serge Ibaka and Beverly, Marcus Morris. 
And you think that's better than the Lakers? Well, the Lakers have already have an infighting problem with Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis took. Anthony Davis took forever to sign that contract. There's got to be some drama going. His teammates can't be too pleased with that. LeBron James is 37 years old. I don't know about the Lakers. I mean, I still have two. For the record, And, and, and actually. I, I have Celtics Lakers in the finals, so I'm, I don't want to be hitting on the Lakers too much. Well, actually, I do, but I, I can't I can't realistically do it. But I'm not going to put them one in my in my preseason predictions. That'd be, I mean, uh, what kind of a Celtics fan would I be? You're already showing how much of a Celtics fan you are by not having the Lakers at one. Honestly, I think they're the, I think they're the uh, the easy number one. I mean. I don't know how much they improved, but they definitely did. Adding Marcus All, um, Mar- Dennis Marcus Schroeder, Wesley Mar- Matthews. Marcus All was going to retire, and but then for some reason the Lakers asked him to come to the team. It made no okay, sense. Okay, that's that's factually inaccurate. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fact told, check you on everything, Dylan. He wasn't like, going like, to retire. He was just going to go and play in another league. Marcus All was was about to hit send on the like thanks NBA, thanks basketball for a great career, and then the Lakers called him and offered him a contract. The, the team yeah, got a lot slower and less above the rim, but I still think they're going to be a lot stronger defensively, which is really important. And their shooting is really good all around. They just are easily the number one option for me, and they improved from their championship team. Yeah, and they're, ele- they're 11 deep. They, have, they, they are going to have an 11-man rotation. That, I don't well, think yeah, a lot of other teams 11, can say that. They have 11 players on their roster, sure. Okay, you, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're really going to make me list them right now. Okay, hang on. Let me pull out my list. I got. I no, I can't, no, I I can't said, let like, this slander go on. Like, they are eleven deep because they have eleven players, but it's not like all those players are that good. LeBron, AD, Marcus, all KCP, West Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, KCP, Harold, Caruso, Kuzma, Marquise Morris, and THT. Kuzma? That's eleven. Is Kuzma's and and that guy and that guy that twenty year old is are in their eleven deep part? Yeah, you think they're not gonna play? Well, no, they're going to play, but it's not like the Lakers are deep because they're in the rotation. Have you not? Okay, well, you didn't watch the preseason, so I think you have to be forgiven for saying something really ignorant right there. They're they're going to play. No, I, like I, I, I did, I did. No, no, I no, they are going to play. They're just not going to play that well. Kuzma, Kuzma sucks. Okay, Kuzma I'm just going to disregard everything you're saying right now, Dylan. I know what I'm talking it will about. Be a, it will be a very fun team to watch. I think it'll easily be the For best who? team in the league. Everybody besides Lakers fans, I don't know who, who would enjoy watching that. People who like to watch good basketball. Well, I, I would like to count myself. Well, I, 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 it's just, yeah, never mind. The Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers are going to make the finals and then lose to the Celtics. You think the Celtics are making the finals? That's I a hope hot that take. Happens. Yeah, the Celtics, the Celtics look bad now, but it's, it's all part of the climb. They start low and they and they climb up as the season goes on, and they're gonna make oh the finals. Oh my god! As Dylan and Miley Cyrus said, it's a climb. <laughs> yeah, like that and that song is great. I, I'm I'm gonna be playing that all year long after every single Celtics win. The climb. It was a banger. I'm not gonna lie. We had to we had to no, learn it, the it lyrics is. to that it and was. sing it to our parents in third grade at the talent show. It was. It, it's, That's it's, absolutely it's horrifying. <laughs> I, I had to sing "Firework" by Katy Perry in a similar situation. <laughs> oh my! All right, and if, 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 I think I that concludes you, our Western I, Conference wrap up. 